0: Welcome to the HEAL podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama 5, founder of Lyme 360 and a Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to hear about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. This week's podcast is brought to you by Air Oasis. As a Lyme warrior, I know how important it is to have clean air in the home. I've been using a room air purifier, but recently had to purchase an all-home unit to combat mold issues throughout our house. I did some research and found a great company called Air Oasis. Their air purifiers help fight bacteria, viruses, and mold. So if you have not put in an air purifier into your home, go to lime360.com forward slash air oasis. They carry room units as well as entire home units. Hi, welcome back to The Heal Podcast. This is Mimi McLean from lime 360. And today I have Sarah Hook, and she's a Lime Warrior Holistic Practitioner and creator of The Healing Place, a digital platform via Instagram and Facebook that connects fellow Lyme Warriors and creates a safe space for people to communicate and learn from each other's wellness journeys. Hook has a certificate in functional diagnostic nutrition and offers general wellness consultation that walks clients through the beginning steps and tips in the healing journey, including gut health, parasite cleansing, detoxes, and root cause testing. To get my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lyme360.com forward slash detox checklist. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today, all the way from London, from across the pond. So thank you for your time. It's really nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, so I was eager to have you on because I see that you went to IIN. I did as well and became a holistic health counselor. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's uh, Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Um, It's a school out of New York City, but they're online now. Anyway, so I just would love for you to talk about your experience of having Lyme because you're also a fellow Lyme warrior. And then, did you go to IIN before or after? You know, when Um, you diagnosed.
1: Yeah, I went to IAN about eight years ago. So it was before I knew that I had Lyme, but I already had symptoms of Lyme, which is why I was very interested in holistic health. I got into holistic health like about, I don't know, 20 years ago when I was already having kind of gut health symptoms. And I've been to the doctor a few times and they were like, you know, you just got a virus, it'll go. But like six months later, I was still struggling. And that's when I kind of, into holistic health and made some changes in my I guess my dietary intake and nutrition and I managed to just like my symptoms were night and day but this is before Lyme C so this was just kind of like basic kind of like things that taking the pill kind of had an effect on my health and I took a lot of antibiotics as a teenager for like acne so like these things had kind of like built up in my system So like by the age of like 21, I was starting to feel like just, I guess, chronic symptoms and the doctors couldn't help. So yeah, that's how I got into holistic nutrition. And then just kind of, yeah, I was just fascinated with the fact that you could, you know, be empowered and take your health into your own hands. So yeah, I went to IIN and did like the course and everything and started to build up like holistic health coaching business. But then Lyme disease struck, so that was kind of that's kind of the next step in my story, and has been for like the last six years now.
0: Yeah, I've had it for six years too. Did he talk um, about it? Ian, did they talk about Lyme at all? I don't think so
1: back then, and even if they had, I don't think it was even in my, you know, in my mind at that time. I was bitten by a tick at age twenty-five, but I had no idea that that was even a danger. Like I had the tick on my leg. It had obviously been there for a long time. It was massive. (laughs) I just pulled it off and thought absolutely nothing about it. And when I look back, I could see that my health just started to deteriorate from then. And I was doing, I think I, yeah, I think it was a few years later that I started with IIN. So my health was already kind of a challenge to me and I couldn't really understand Why? Because I was like, you know, I'm eating all the right things. I'm doing all the things that I need to do. But I didn't realize that obviously the Lyme bacteria was kind of
0: taking hold of me. Right. And what were your symptoms? What were your symptoms like at this point?
1: They were more like just very viral. I just felt like I was able to work still. So I was able to function, but I just constantly felt, you know, tired, like headaches. When it would come to the weekend, I would just have... I'd work all week and then spend, like, the whole weekend in bed. I couldn't put – you know, I was thinking, oh, I'm living a really healthy lifestyle. To me, it was just – I couldn't – yeah, I didn't put two and two together at all until I think it was, like, eight years later after the bite. Like, my health – that's when, I, when my nervous system health, like, just crashed out, and that was when there was no – I couldn't push those symptoms to the side anymore because I just couldn't function.
0: Right. I see that um, one of the ways that you have used to get better is bee venom therapy. Yes. So I would love for you to talk about that journey to that point. Like had you tried everything else up until that point or was that one of the first things that you tried?
1: No, this is like, basically I've been stinging for 10 months. So it's pretty new in like the the scheme of bee venom therapy because it's like a two to three year treatment. So I'm at the beginning of it really. And yeah i've done a lot of treatments over the last 6 years i've done stem cells i've done ozone i've done ivs i've done cannabis oil i've done herbs all the detoxing <laughs> all of the diets i really believe like each thing has built on the last like i don't think there's like exactly like one magic cure i think looking back when i first diagnosed i thought okay i'm going to get this done in a year <laughs> and yeah six years later I'm still healing and so my decision to do B venom therapy was because I still have I still had a lot of neurological symptoms left and I didn't really know what my next option was I did ozone just before B venom therapy because I really wanted to see if I could bring down the brain inflammation for me my I guess my most debilitating symptoms have been brain fog, depression, anxiety, like extreme psychiatric symptoms that just came out of nowhere overnight. So that was for me, I just knew something's attacking my nervous system. So from what I've studied with bee venom therapy and looked into people's experiences, this was a really good way of getting the venom into your nervous system. And it goes past the blood-brain barrier. So. That was my reason of starting it. Yeah. And how has it
0: helped you improve?
1: Yeah, it's a huge roller coaster. It's been really, really up and down. Like I have huge crashes still and really big herxes. But then when I come out of them, I'm more functional than I was before. And it's kind of just like this the whole way. So the last 10 months have been really intense because the venom, it goes in and it busts the biofilms around the bacteria so everything's like brought up acutely and then your immune system and the venom has the, you know, the chance to target it. So when I first started, I had a lot of like old symptoms come up, like breathlessness and like Babesia symptoms that I hadn't had for like years So that was very hard to kind of go back into that kind of space. But then after like a month or so, those symptoms died down. And then it's like another layer. So it's been really, it's hard, but also really fascinating
0: as well. Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated with the whole bee venom therapy. I have not tried that. I feel like it's one of the only things I haven't tried. You sting yourself once a week? Three times a week. Three times a week. um,
1: Yeah, it's a commitment. It's now part of my routine. So... I'm
0: okay about it.
1: <laughs> but at the beginning, it was very daunting. Yeah.
0: You have bees in your backyard. Is that what you're doing? Like you have like a box of bees that you're keeping they're in, hands. They're in the
1: house. They're like a little bees hut.
0: And yeah, I have a delivery of bees like every
1: fortnight. And then I use those to sting. So. And how many stings each
0: time you, you 10 do 10 stings. So it's 30 stings a week. Oh my word. Is, that has to be so painful.
1: I'm getting used to it, actually, <laughs> but at the beginning, yeah, I think,
0: yeah. yeah I've gotten stinged once by a bee and I was in so much pain. I can't imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy what your body can get used to actually. It depends what you eat. If you're on a low histamine diet as well, the pains are less painful. If you eat spices and like higher histamine foods, like I've noticed that the stings hurt more and yeah, in certain parts, like the lower you go and the higher you go, they're tender.
0: Do you have someone do it for you? Because how do you hit your back?
1: Well, no, most like 90% of the time I do it myself. And then 10% of the time when I'm staying with my girlfriend, she does it, which is nice because then I can have a break. We get Like it's done much faster if someone else is stinging you. But yeah, I, I normally sting myself and use like two mirrors. So like, yeah, use two mirrors, one in front of me. And then I have a big mirror behind me to see where I'm stinging and then use the tweezers. So it's quite...
0: Yeah, it takes a while to um, you you train your brain. (laughs) Right, you take the tweezers. I'm so fascinated by this. You take the tweezers and you hold the bee and then you like let the bee go or you keep holding it on the tweezers until it stings you? Yeah, you
1: keep the bee on the tweezers and then you're stinging like an inch away from your spine and then two inches down. So like on a Monday, I'll sting the upper half And then on a Wednesday, the lower half, and on a Friday, the upper half, and then like following that.
0: Well, And then do you have to take the the little stingers out?
1: Yeah, after 20 minutes. So I leave them in for 20 minutes and then take them out.
0: Now, how how do you get them out off your back? Um, You just kind of just scratch them out with your... Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's just like, it's crazy. I mean, I was taking peptides for a little bit and just even taking like a needle every day or twice a day got on me and I stopped doing it. I that's probably the one reason why I haven't done the bee therapy is because I just can't get my head around purposely stinging myself. But I've heard so many good things about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the, I'm definitely seeing the most like neurological improvements, which is really yeah, it's obviously encouraging. So it just helps, like when you're stinging yourself, to know that it's helping you.
0: Yeah. Too bad we can't just figure out a way to put the bee venom into like a syringe.
1: <laughs> well, they do do that. Like, are they do? Yeah. People just say it doesn't work the same because it's not fresh.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's a lot more expensive.
1: They're like If you have it done with a syringe, it's a lot more expensive. Now,
0: um, with your clients that you work, are they from all over the the world? Or are they primarily from Europe? I'd say all over the world, really. Yep. And yeah. it, do you use the bee venom therapy with them too? No, that's just me. <laughs> not yet anyway, until you yeah. get through the... So can you talk to me about if someone comes to you You know, they know they have Lyme, which would be fortunate because a lot of people don't realize they have it, but they come to you and they know they have Lyme. What is typically your approach, you know, as far as, is it getting the gut healed first? Is it dealing with mold, parasites? Like what is typically your process? From my experience, like looking
1: back hindsight, the way that I would have started would definitely be like making sure that your detox pathways are open and the lymphatic system is moving before you go in and start targeting the bacteria. And
0: how do you do that? Do you test for it? Is there a particular test that someone would need to get? Mainly
1: I try and like go on like, is someone like how many times are you going to the toilet a day? Can you easily sweat? Have you got like, is your, are your lymph glands swollen? So that's kind of like signs to me that like the lymphatic system is like stagnant and not pumping properly. And also, you know, if someone's not going to the toilet twice a day, then... They're not releasing enough toxins, also from their bodies. So usually, I just go on like symptoms, and then try and like put those things in first. So
0: like, just try and start from a more stable foundation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know IAN is the basis of that school is is nutrition. Yeah. So I, I assume primarily what you consult with people is nutritional. And is there a particular diet that you you typically suggest for somebody with Lyme?
1: I would say, actually, I've nutrition isn't the biggest thing that I talk with my clients about because from my own experience, it's actually, like, is a huge part. And obviously eating whole foods and anti-inflammatory foods is really, really important. But from my own experience, I think it's only, like, 50% of the healing. And I also see a lot of people that have a lot of fear around their food. And, like, if you're having, like, a lot of mast cell and histamine reactions – I see a lot of people that have a really unhealthy relationship with their food just out of fear and I've been in that place as well and just not knowing what you can eat and I think coming from that place it adds a lot of stress to your life so I actually try to help people feel a bit more relaxed about food and their choices and yeah definitely implementing whole foods anti-inflammatory foods and it's different for everyone it's very individual so like Someone might do better with more carbs. Someone might do better with less carbs, like paleo. I do a lot of like detox cleansing diets, which are, like you know more vegan and raw, but like only as like a
0: cleansing period. So detoxing is what you're saying is primarily making sure your lymph is working, your detox. And then, what do you typically find for people who are not getting better and have chronic Lyme? Is it typically you know because of mold parasites? Is there a, do you see a theme? I think one of the biggest ones and I'm kind of coming from my own experience
1: here as well, cause I'm still healing. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that a lot of people are kind of going through the same experience. And I would say that the nervous system stuff is one of the things that holds a lot of healing back because with chronic illness, you're stuck in like a fight or flight all the time. It's really hard when you have symptoms to not like just go into total panic, anxiety and Sometimes you can't even control that because your body is just pumping out adrenaline and you're, you know, with Lyme, the neurotransmitters aren't working correctly. So for me, working on like really calming your body down, working on like a lot of nervous system stuff like breathing, working on the vagus nerve and things like that, trying to get your body is into the most relaxed state you can, which is... I know it's like sometimes can feel impossible when you have a chronic illness to calm down your nervous system. But for me, that's, that's one of the things I think a lot of people struggle with is like, how can I feel calm and heal my body at the same time? Like it's, it's like one of those things you're trying to balance out your treatment and calming down your nervous system at the same time.
0: Is there any particular program that you use? You mentioned breath work. Is there, or anything else that you use to do that? Well, I kind of
1: have my own, I do a little bit of Wim Hof breathing and I do like different breathing ones that I follow on YouTube and things like that. And then like vagus nerves, stimulation, like singing. I'm doing a lot of like trauma release at the moment in my own healing and I see like a lot of people in the community, you know, it's interesting that everyone kind of works together and we all feel like we're kind of at the same stage. So I think trauma release is actually also a really, really big part of like Mm -hmm. taking that next step in your healing. If you feel like you've got to a barrier and you can't get past it. Like for me, I had to go and start looking at my trauma and how I could
0: release it from my nervous system. I definitely think that's super important. I'm curious, do you think Lyme can go away or do you think we're always stuck with it?
1: I would like to think that it can go away
0: <laughs> I, know, <laughs> That's right? what
1: I i mean personally I try not to think too much about like remission or cure because at the end of the day I just feel like if my body can and my immune system can work in a way where I don't have symptoms then I don't really care which one it is <laughs> but yeah, like I, know, I most- agree But I guess I
0: get, have you found, well, I guess you're not there. You're, you're like me. We're on our journey. I'm just, I'm, I'm to the point where like, I feel good, but I'm like, am I ever going to be a hundred percent? You know? And I just, um, I always wonder that, like, have you seen anybody that's reached the hundred percent and just gotten to the finish line or maybe it's a different finish line?
1: Yeah. I've definitely know people that are like a hundred percent better.
0: For anyone who's listening, is there any tips or like, if you were to say, okay, these are the top three things you would do as you're starting out on your healing journey, looking back on your experience that you could say, you know, do these three things if it's at home or if it's going to see somebody, anything like that, you would say like biggest bang for your buck, make sure you're doing this. Cause something that might, you might think is common sense might not be for somebody else. It's really hard to choose three. Okay. Uh, okay. whatever. You can just rattle off as many as you want. I'm just curious. Like, <laughs> I just kind of want to make sure, like sometimes, like I had learned something a couple weeks ago and someone's like, you don't do that? And I was like, no, I've never heard that before. And it was almost kind of like they were surprised. So it was like, okay. you know, like taking minerals in your water because like yeah. lime t- people tend to have like low minerals. And like, if you have low minerals, it makes the symptoms worse. So mm-hmm. someone's like, are you taking minerals in your water? And I was like, no. So that's what I'm like kind of getting at.
1: Okay. I think detoxing at home is like really, really, really important. So for me, like my number one goes tos are like sauna, sweating, make sure you can sweat. Coffee enemas, like for me, I know they don't work for everyone. It depends like how sensitive you are to caffeine. I'm very sensitive to it. So I only have a little bit of coffee in my enemas, but for me, like that is like my go-to if I'm having a really bad herx and it can really like take my pain levels right down and help my brain fog. So that's another one that I think I is just really, really helpful. I also have a red light, which I've been using for a couple of months and I haven't done any reviews on my Instagram because I, I like to use things before, for like a while before I can speak about them. But I'm definitely noticing the longer that I'm using it, the more effect that is it's having on any inflammation. And I'm definitely noticing an improvement in my energy. Obviously, I don't know. I'm doing other things. So it's really hard to say which thing does what. But I right. definitely feel like when I'm really feeling inflamed, when I sit in front of my red light, I can just feel like it just calms down. Is the red light you have, is it a nose
0: clip? Or is it like an actual, like a bigger?
1: Um, it's like a big one. It's kind of like half of my body size. Okay. So like I sit in front of it and like just kind of, work on I usually work on from my head to like my stomach area and yeah I just sit in front of that like 20 minutes in the morning and I definitely have noticed that that brings down like the inflammation in my body which obviously has a really big effect on the symptoms I think parasite cleansing is so important like just yeah gut health in in general has such a huge effect on our inflammation so yeah trying to do a parasite cleanse at home I really like the cell core protocol because it's quite simple and easy to follow. Mm-hmm. And what uh, does that help with? So that's like parasites. So they have like cell core. I use quite a few of their products. So like you were talking about minerals, I use their minerals for after I do like an enema or a sauna. They've got like a drainage and lymphatic program. And then they've got like the parasite program as well, like with all the different herbs that you can use so you can use it like throughout the month or you can just use it like around the full moon and the new moon as well just to target when the parasites like are more active so mm-hmm, i think that's interesting
0: I, like, I didn't know that that they become more active depending on the moon apparently like there's a few
1: theories but um one of the theories is cuz of like melatonin your melatonin changes around the full moon and then the parasites become more active so they're easier to they kind of come out and they're like out of their hiding spaces, I guess. And so it's easier to like take supplements and actually target them.
0: Interesting. Oh, good. I didn't know that. Yeah. Those are good suggestions. Yes. I think
1: definitely getting some emotional support and I wish I'd done that sooner. I agree with that. Try and deal with trauma as early as possible in in your healing journey. Because you might not
0: even know you have trauma too of what I've learned too. Like it could have been before your memory. You yeah. know, And so you just need to release that.
1: Yeah, I found that really, I really wish I'd done that at the beginning because I was focusing more on physical stuff, which I think we all do. And then like, you know, these last couple of years, like I've got to the place where the trauma has to be dealt with as well to like get to the next stage of healing.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, this has been amazing. Is there anything else that you think we should cover either things that you do in your practice or anything else with your Lyme journey that you um, think we may have missed?
1: I think testing's really important as well. Just like trying to get an idea of where your body's at because sometimes there's so many treatments out there we can get really overwhelmed. Especially like if we you know following other people that are treating Lyme, we can get, I know I've done it like, oh my God, should I be doing that? Should I be doing that? But so you can just be like really anxious and not know what your path is. So I think testing for me gives me that like clear path of what my path is instead of it's not the same as something. What kind
0: else. of testing? There's so many tests out there. Are you talking Lyme testing or are you talking more your basic like blood test?
1: Um, yeah, just kind of the functional test. So if you if you know you have Lyme and you don't know what to do next, as in obviously you're going to treat the Lyme, but there's other things going on in your body. It's never just the Lyme. So you know testing for parasites doing like a gut test to see like what your bacteria levels are obviously testing for mold is one as well that a lot of people don't know that they're like affected by mold so like a mycotoxins test I would definitely do and also I think the adrenal tests are good so like the hormone Mm -hmm. saliva tests just to show like how your circadian rhythm is and how your hormones are working, that also gives you a good idea of you know, what herbs to take to support your body and where it is and stress hormones. I think that's really important as well.
0: Now, if someone comes to you as a client, do they need to have all those tests done already or are you able to do them for them?
1: No, yeah, I can do them. Um, I've done IIN, but I've done other ones as well so that I can do testing because I found... That, that was kind of the missing link for me was the testing.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what I was asking.
1: Yeah. So I like to, yeah, I can offer those tests as well.
0: Oh, that's perfect. Well, thank you so much. This has been so informative and I feel like we're both kind of at the same level for our healing journey. Yeah. Um, and we've had it for about six years. So I feel like we're kind of yeah running the same race right now and, you know, hope to get back to that hundred percent close. I'm getting there. Just not not completely there but thank you for all that you do and i love your instagram page so for anybody who's listening it's the underscore healing dot place to see sarah's suggestions on how to detox and get through your um healing journey thank you very much
1: thank you so much for having me it's been really nice to share and connect with you and yeah just hope that the information can help someone on their journey
0: Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on and I am so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week if you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime 360com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lime 360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you.